Welcome, thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out on our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. As you grow up, those things change. So now I have a very different anticipation and a very different uh, emotional things that come around that roll on Christmas of our children, our family traditions now, our traditions that we have developed as a family or have carried over, but we've made our own, that type of thing. So this all changes. But what happens when certain expectations aren't met? When I expect there, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. What happens when your Christmas isn't so white? What happens if the family holiday you were looking forward to turns a little bit bitter or a little bit nasty? Maybe there's an argument in the family or maybe there's a divorce or maybe there's somebody walks out upset or just whatever the case is, you know, and it could be over any number of things. You know, when you get family together, sometimes people don't see eye to eye. Sometimes old things get brought up, whatever the case is, and maybe your happy holiday doesn't turn out so happy and that expectation was not met. Something was broken. What if you were really hoping for a Red Rider pump action 200 shot BB gun and you didn't get it? Your dreams were dashed. What would happen? You know? And maybe you're mature enough now to know that just because I asked for it doesn't necessarily mean my parents are going to be able to get it for me. You know, but you still have that expectation. There's still that hope. There's still that time when you wake up or you come down or whatever you do for Christmas and you've got some cool things, but maybe the one thing that you wanted more than anything else isn't there. What happens? What do you do? And this makes me think of a verse in Philippians chapter 4. You got your Bibles? Turn there. Philippians chapter 4. This is Paul talking to the Christians in Philippi, the uh, Philippian church. Are you laughing because you're reading it already? You're reading ahead? Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 11. We'll go a few verses here. And this is, again, this is Paul saying, Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned... Now, he's talking about them sending an offering and supporting him and helping him, but I want you to see his heart here, okay? I want you to see uh, the context of what he's saying. Oh, man, is that off screen? Sorry. Thank you, Johnny. That all worked on my computer. I don't understand that. All right, anyway. Um, So in uh, verse 11, Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. What is Paul saying here? He's saying, you know what? No matter what comes my way, maybe expectations aren't met. Maybe my Christmas isn't so white. I have learned to be content. I have learned to be content. Why do you think he's able to do that? Why do you think Paul's able to be content no matter what comes against him, no matter what goes on in his life, no matter whether his expectations are not met? Why do you think he's able to do that? Because he puts priorities where they belong. Paul Seeks first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. He will give you everything that you need when you seek first the kingdom of God. Paul is a man who put priorities in the right place so that when certain expectations weren't met, there may be just some disappointment. You may have to make some adjustments, but it didn't shake you. It didn't rattle you. It didn't knock you down right? So when you wake up Christmas morning and you're hoping for a white Christmas and snow on the ground and it's 50 degrees and kind of a bummer, 
you're not disappointed by it. It's like, you know what? Oh, well, we'll deal with it. We'll have fun with our family. We'll have Christmas. Like, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Because there's some people that just want a white Christmas. They just want snow on the ground. They just, that's the way they remember it. That's the way they want it. That's the way they built it in their heads. And you can set expectations on the wrong things. You can set high expectations on the wrong things and end up letting yourself down, getting disappointed. So what do you do when those, ha- when those things happen? What do you do when you don't get the gift that you wanted? What do you do when the family coming over doesn't turn out quite right and everybody's on their phones and nobody's really talking to anybody? Nobody's making any connections. Nobody's having fun together, laughing, playing games. Like it's just not, it just feels empty. What do you do in those times, right? You seek first the kingdom of God, all right? And I know this is probably a little bit cliche, but what would Jesus do? Like what would God do in those situations? You bring people together. You try to have a conversation. You do what you can to inject Jesus, inject faith, inject love into those situations, right? Because if you seek first the kingdom of God and live out that righteousness, that faith, that love, if you live out God's way, you can turn those situations around. You can take those expectations that may have been a disappointment, that may have not have been met, and you can make the best of them. Paul says, I have learned to live content no matter what. God wants us to be blessed. God wants us to have those expectations. God wants us to have things. But that is not the goal. That's not the end-all, be-all. That's simply a byproduct of being the king's kids, being believers, being sons and daughters of God. Blessing flowing to us and through us is a natural occurrence for royalty, right? Is a natural occurrence for royalty. Real quick story, because it just jogged my memory. So one of the uh, princes or a duke or somebody in England, part of the royal family, did something that was very, very bad. And I just heard, heard a, an article or heard of a, a story that the queen canceled his birthday party, which just cracks me up because it's almost like a smack on the hand, like you'll get no birthday party and you'll like it. And it just cracks me up. Why is that such a big deal? Because that was an expectation. Hey, I'm royalty. I'm going to get spoiled for my, for my... This guy's probably like in his 40s or 50s, but whatever. Anyways, just, it struck me as so funny. But he's royalty, so he expects a big thing for his birthday, a big to-do, a big extravaganza. We are, we are royalty, spiritually speaking. We are king's kids. We are children of the Most High God. There's a certain expectation to being blessed, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But don't make that your, your goal. Hey, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get blessed. I heard a speaker one time, uh, and I'll, I'll read real quick with this because I don't want to overdo our uh, small group time. But I heard a speaker one time that was really trying to get the point across that, that you can be blessed or that you can, you know, God wants to give you things and stuff like this. And I will never, ever, ever forget this because it rubbed me the wrong way when she said it. And I'm hoping she didn't mean it this way. But she's like, are you guys listening? I'm trying to get you paid. Like, hey, if you listen to this, you're going to benefit from it. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I'm, just the way she said it really struck me as wrong. It's like, hey, the whole goal is here to get, for me to get mine, for me to get blessed, for me to get wealthy, for me to get whatever. And that's the, that's the whole rub that people really get rubbed the wrong way with the prosperity gospel. I think it's been given a really bad rap. This isn't prosperity for prosperity's sake. This isn't me getting blessed so that I can buy the car that I want, have the house that I want, do whatever I want to. No, it's so that I can be a blessing to others. So that, that not only are my needs met, but I'm able to meet the needs of others because God's blessing pours through to me and through me. Does that make sense? This isn't about us getting paid. This isn't about us being blessed. This is about us being a blessing to other people. So blessings are fantastic. Blessings are an expectation. Blessings, God promises us blessings and uh, uh, increase and provisions and everything like that, health, wealth, and all of it. He does promise us that. He promises that. But when our expectations aren't met, number one, what are you setting your expectations on? 
Are they God's expectations or are they your expectations? Number two, what do you do when your expectations aren't met? Do you go to your room and cry about it? Do you self-pity? Thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that, Ginger. Are you, are you, do you throw a little pity party? Do you pout, you know? Because this is what I always tell my kids when they get that way. And it, it's, it's only natural, especially for a kid who doesn't understand how to handle disappointment or emotions like that. You can pout about it, and then not only has that expectation not been met, or not only are you disappointed about something, but you've ruined them the rest of the day, and probably somebody else's day as well, because you're throwing a fit about something. So if those expectations aren't met, what does Paul say? Paul says, I've learned to live content in whatever I have. Why? Because he puts his priorities in the right place. Paul puts his priorities on the kingdom of God. Paul puts his priorities on seeking first God's will and God's expectations. That's where we need to place our expectations. So that when some of the expectations we have set don't get met or don't happen the way we want them to, we're not upset, we're not pouting, we're not, you know what, hey, we're going to roll with the flow, we're going to make the best of it, all right? That's what Paul is saying here. So when I hear this song, uh, sometimes it, it just kind of, you know, number one, it just triggers lots of Christmas memories for me. But I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. What happens if that white Christmas doesn't come? What happens if those expectations, your dreams, those goals, those things that you really want to happen don't happen? How do you handle that in those situations? Do you allow God to work in you and through you through that? Do you allow him to mature you and help you through that? Or do you throw a pity party and go to your room for the day and ruin everybody's Christmas? So on that positive note, we'll go ahead and break down for your small groups. Does anybody, has anybody not been here for a small group? I think just about everybody. Kitty, have you been here for a small group? Okay, you can jump in with Holly. Um, anybody else? Samara, you can jump in with Gracie. And uh, everybody else should know your small groups. So we have Jessica and Sarah. Where are you guys going to be? Over here on the tables. Hopefully you guys had some good conversation in your small groups, an opportunity to talk about expectations and, and how we can handle those when those expectations are not met. The example we see Paul set in, uh, with the Philippian church, being content in all things. Now, talked about in our group, being content in all things, I mean, you have to just stay there and live with it, right? But it's how we handle those things. It's how we adjust. It's how we uh, stand on God's word and stand in faith for a better situation to come along. But when Paul says be content, it means don't, don't wallow in it. Don't be upset. Don't be, it's how you handle that situation. We allow God to move in us and through us no matter what comes our way. And we're content in all things. God is good. And God wants to work in you and through you, not just for you, but for those around you to impact their lives as well. And we are amazingly blessed to serve such an awesome, amazing God who loves us so much and wants to do so much for us and with us. As we enter into worship together, I want you to keep that in mind. If you have never, if you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you have never prayed that prayer of salvation, I don't want you to leave here tonight without getting saved, without accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, without receiving him into your life and allowing him to become your top priority. Because then when the expectations aren't met, you'll have a stronger foundation from which to stand. God is good. God loves you. God wants to change your life. So come up here. Let me pray with you. It's a short prayer. I'll run you through it, and you can leave here tonight changed. If you've never prayed that prayer before, I want you to come up here tonight as we enter into worship. If you've prayed that prayer before, but you said, Matt, I've stepped away. I've let expectations or let wrong priorities affect my life, and I've walked away from God. You know what? God's going to receive you back with open arms. Come up here, and we can lead you in a prayer. I can lead you in a prayer of repentance. Get back with God. Make that recommitment and leave here fresh, renewed, and ready to serve. Can we do that? If that's not you, neither one of those is you, that's no problem. Raise your hands and let's worship together.